Hello, and welcome back to the Ocean Matters podcast. Well, whilst there's the hustle bustle in Dubai at the COP, and I do not want to make light of it because there's a lot of hope uh, from a lot of people put on a positive outcome from that event that some are calling an OPEC meeting. But uh, all in all, um, it is very unfortunate that there's still so many conflict of interests at play, but that still is one of the centers for hope right now, and we should stand behind it. Here is one of the reasons they are meeting, um, climate being the key, 1.5 being a number that you've heard on and on, and why it's such a big deal to be above 1.5, and what does it actually mean? So here it comes, comes straight out of the National Geographic and the title of the article, in case you want to look it up, is What's the Big Deal About Earth Getting 2 Degrees Celsius Hotter? This was authored by Kieran Mulvaney. And the increase may sound inconsequential, but scientists say there are serious ramifications for life as we know it if the planet exceeds the climate target. 35 years after NASA scientist James Hansen testified before the United States Congress about the specter of climate change, Earth is on pace to experience 2.7 degrees Celsius of warming by 2100. And while there is little consensus among nations about how and how fast to reduce the carbon emissions that are responsible for that warming, there is near universal consensus that this temperature increase would be disastrous. For that reason, the 196 signatories to the Paris Agreement, signed in 2015, committed to keeping the mean rise in global temperatures below 2 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels and preferably limit any increase to 1.5 degrees Celsius. Participants in the 28th United Nations Climate Change Conference, COP28, taking place in Dubai November 30th, December 12th, will be expected to update their progress on meeting these goals. Given that the globe is already about 1.2 degrees Celsius warmer than it was before the Industrial Revolution, that target may seem, depending on your level of optimism, either highly ambitious or perfectly within reach. But what exactly does this goal save us from, and how was it selected in the first place? <clears throat> According to Daniel Swain, a climate scientist at the University of California, Los Angeles, the targets are as much political as scientific. Ultimately, there is nothing geophysically sacrosanct about 1.5 or 2 or 3 or any other particular number, he says. What's more important is to recognize, he argues, is what with every incremental degree of warming, the greater the likelihood that Earth will reach irreversible tipping points, or as he puts it, the more likely it is what we experience what I sometimes call unpleasant surprises. Furthermore, explains Maria Ivanova, director of the School of Public Policy and Urban Affairs at Northeastern University, the concept of limiting warming to the two degrees significantly predated the Paris Agreement. It was, she says, a back-of-the-envelopes calculation in the 1970s by an economist at Yale, William Nordhaus, who argued in a pair of papers that a two-degree increase would push the climate beyond the limits of human experience. However, it would be wrong to infer that two degrees was just plucked from thin air. 
cautious Michael Mann, director of the Penn Center for, Sur for Science, Sustainability and the Media at the University of Pennsylvania. Clearly, there is no absolute threshold, he says. It's more a somewhat objective definition of where we move from bad into really bad territory. Two degrees Celsius is a reasonable dividing line where we cross into the red across all areas of concern. In two degrees, in fact, too much warming. Is two degrees, in fact, too much warming? Well, 1.2 degrees Celsius warming, which is where we are, is too much, says man. We're already seeing devastating consequences. So it's really a question of just how bad we're willing to let it get. 1.5 degrees Celsius would be bad, 2 degrees really bad, and 3 degrees is perhaps, as I argue in my new book, Our Fragile Moment, Civilization Ended. Mann notes that a 2018 Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change report found that the difference between 1.5 degrees Celsius of warming and 2 degrees could be devastating. Basically, what it shows is that the additional 0.5 of warming would likely mean the loss of Arctic sea ice, three times as much extreme heat, far greater levels of extinction, and the possible loss of coral reefs across the planet. It would take us even closer to the tipping points for loss of Greenland and West Antarctic ice sheets and the meters of sea level rise that go with it. Pretty stark stuff, he says. Additionally, of course, an average global increase is just that, an average. Some places, such as the Arctic, are warming four times more quickly than the rest of the planet. What may seem like a moderate amount of sea level rise in parts of the United States could be catastrophic in low-lying Pacific island states. For that reason, such states have been at the forefront of emphasizing the importance of limiting warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius. But if 1.2 degrees Celsius degrees of warming is already too much, at 2 degrees is potentially cataclysmic. Should we be setting our targets lower? Should we even be worrying about temperature targets at all? It is imperative to have a target, argues Ivanova. Having a goal is critical. It is like having a speed limit, particularly when you think about how speed limiteds are communicated. It is one thing when you have a static sign that says 60 miles an hour, but it is another thing when you are nearing one of those signs that flashes your speed at you, because then what you do is you push the brakes because that real-time feedback of, oh, I'm above the limit, actually does lead to behavior change. However, argues Swain, the brakes are not even close to being pumped enough right now. If we could wave a magic wand and carbon emissions tomorrow would be eliminated, we probably could keep the increase under 1.5 degrees Celsius degrees, says Swain. But of course, we can't. That magic wand does not exist. And I think the same thing is largely true of two. I think two degrees is also at this point a very ambitious target relative to our current trajectory. It is unquestionable, Swain acknowledges, that there has been a lot of progress toward reducing carbon emissions. Are we on a much better path than we were in, say, 2005? Yes, we are. There has been an explosion in clean energy. There's incredible science going on. There have been tremendous public policy successes. But, he argues, much more is needed at a far quicker rate for warming to not only slow down, but stop. If that can happen in time to prevent Earth warming by 2 degrees, then that would be an achievement of sorts. 
But if it can be done at well before that threshold is reached, that would be a significantly greater success for all. There you have it, the point of view from the National Geographic. And hopefully this reaches the right ears, um, probably somewhere around Dubai. Thank you very much for listening. This was the Ocean Matters Podcast.